Stone Cold versus Mr. McMahon. They gave Stone Cold Steve Austin all he could handle. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. He said you weren't a true friend. He said you'd turn your back on me. He was right. Greg the Sound Guy and Mo Lightning versus Common Sense. You rule the world long enough. You're tuning into the newest, greatest feud in pro wrestling. Get ready. You're listening to The Big Show from Wrestling Audio. Hopefully, by the time many of you tune into this show, we're going to have some new offerings on our Amazon store. Keep following at Wrestling Audio on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon to to get all the updates. I am Mo Lightning. He is Greg the Sound Guy. Greg, it's The Big Show. It is. It's big. Super big. Yeah. And I got some super big news, too, on the super big show. No, don't, don't, Greg, you're already like raising expectations on this program. I don't like that. Oh, no, no, this, this, I, I got big news. You know what the big news is? And this, this leads to the special segment that we're going to have on the show today. Which, which let me, uh, let, let me, let me just sidetrack real quick, or at least rewind. If anybody listened to the low blow last week, we, we had mentioned that you had a special segment for us. And uh, unless you like being outdated, my guess and I'm assuming I'm wrong here, was that you were going to do some sort of like Valentine's Day-esque special segment last week. Uh, no, no, actually, uh, you guys are way off on that. Well, that was my guess. Balls didn't have a guess because he's lame. It, it, it's official. I am officially part owner of the WWE now. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I'm an official shareholder. I'm an official shareholder now of the WWE. Does 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 your wife know that you're a shareholder, or did you just make that happen anyway? I made it happen. Okay, all right. I'm just curious, you know, if if this was taken out of like the kids' college fund or anything. Or... <laughs> so, so that makes me part owner now. So, th- shouldn't that garner me some creative control? <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, it's my it's my vested money that's making the wheel turn at the WWE now. Do you get invited Small to the conference sliver. calls? And and see that that's actually the special segment is I missed the last conference call so I didn't get to be a part of the because they just previously had one uh, a shame. couple weeks ago For that shame. I just missed it mm-hmm. but but I did get their uh, 2017 financial report <laughs> so so that's the special segment is I sifted through all the corporate mumbo jumbo and and, and I, I'm gonna reveal some of the 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 interesting fun facts of their uh 2017 uh financial report okay now, i know it sounds boring but there's <laughs> some interesting stuff okay that did come from this report that i'm going to share all right can, can and, i ask two things real quick yes one how much do you own you got to tell us 75 percent, 76 how much <laughs> not as much as vince Oh, okay. Well, even after he sold, his I was going to say, okay, before, shares. after, okay, all right. <laughs> even after he sold his hundred million shares, just just a small little sliver of the. Do, big do you have double digits shares or no? Just a small little, sliver. <laughs> just, just a small little sliver. Please tell me you have literally one share. <laughs> it's it's just a little sliver. Okay, one share. Uh, just so, a little sliver. So, so so item number two, question number two. So, then I'll let you so, reveal all your. Your top secret information here. When's the last time you've looked at wrestling audio's numbers? 
as in our ratings? Just anything. Just visits, ratings, anything like that. Site traffic. Recently. Oh, okay. And, and how recently we talk? And we talk in double digits in months or, or less? <laughs> Just a sliver. Somewhere in between. Okay, all right, all right. Because, because I haven't heard any wrestling audio numbers in quite some time, but thank God I'm going to hear the inside <laughs> scoop about WWE. <laughs> See, see, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking long-term investment here. You know, I'm not, not a day trader, not, a, not like one of those big shots on Wall Street, but, but I'm thinking, uh, I'm, I'm thinking this XFL thing's gonna take off. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the, you know, years from now, the, the, the stock price is gonna be, it's gonna be like what Amazon is right now. Just like uh, Hostomania.co. <laughs> So, and then I've, I've already been planning, uh, you, you know, maybe the, the next conference call can be the sound check considering that, uh, um, it's, it's highly likely that I'm probably going to lose our vet, our, our bet. What, what about, about justice league likely. and civil uh, and, uh, infinity war, <laughs> infinity gauntlet. I, I, yeah, I, I will say this though. I mean, uh, had it been the Snyder cut, things would have been different. Sure. But, Sure. But yeah. But the they had to bring in that Marvel guy that messed it all up. Sure, sure. Blame it on Joss Whedon. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, he's secretly working for Marvel. Came over, messed it all up. So then I lose the bet. It's still Warner Brothers' fault. Even if, even if <laughs> somehow, some way, what you say is true, it's still still on Warner Brothers there. <laughs> so so it, it is highly likely that i'm gonna lose this bet so i'm, I'm already planning the sound check here that's, that's good that i'm glad that you're thinking ahead you got a couple months to mentally brace yourself for this impact <laughs> yes all right so anyway let's get let's get to some wwe numbers or facts or whatever do we, do we want to do that first or do we want to do the news first oh, i don't know it's this is your show this is your game man i'm just long for the ride all right well, well i'll I'll give the quick breakdown. It won't take long here. Uh, uh, the, the biggest thing that I noticed from this report was is that the revenue was at an all-time company history high for 2017. So meaning anybody, any detractor out there that wants to say business is down in the modern era uh, and everything was better in the attitude era. Well, financially, it wasn't because WWE's banking more money than they've ever banked in the history of the company. It's amazing how much money you can save when you no longer have pyro. <laughs> it's all the pyro. That's what I'm so guessing. It was all the pyro's fault. It's all the pyro. <laughs> and then the other thing was um, their uh, TV contracts uh, with USA go all the way till 2018. And uh, this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 2019. Uh, okay. Uh, 2019, and it's actually one of the most lucrative part of their income is still these TV contracts. So anybody that wants to complain, oh, three hours is too long. It's three hours because they're making more money off three hours. Well, so, yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about that many times in the past. Even though we don't necessarily always like three-hour shows, it uh, we, we know that it's revenue. We know that the ratings are up. We know this stuff. Or I mean, ratings are up compared to other programs that would air during those three hours. So, I mean, why wouldn't USA 
stretch that as long as I can. Exactly. So, so anybody that wants to say three hours is too long, well, it's not too long for WWE when they're making more money off of it. No. And then the other thing, too, this was kind of a, it's a little mystery. They have 50 to 70 million set aside in their budget to, quote, redo a recently purchased facility. Now, they were vague on what that meant. Uh, they said to expect more announcements later on in 2018. So, redo a building, you said. Yes, a recently purchased facility. I'm so going to guess. they purchased this facility, and they have 50 to 70 million set aside to redo it. I'm going to guess, and this is just a guess, this is just speculation, but I'm going to guess that we're going to finally get a physical Hall of Fame. That's You know, I didn't even think of that. I was thinking more maybe maybe it's something for the XFL. Which is um, fine, too. I mean, who I, I don't know. I, I haven't paid enough attention to know their details for where their corporate office or anything is going to be for XFL. Right. Yeah, so I guess I guess I'm looking at the WWE side. If it is strictly WWE, uh, then then I'm going to guess a physical Hall of Fame. Either that or Hulk Hogan's pasta shops opening up again. <laughs> that was a WCW thing. Well, they owned all the WCW rights, so it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I was trying to rain on my pasta parade. And uh, the, the final thing that, that was uh, interesting was is they ranked in one point or one hundred and fifty one point seven million just off merchandise sales between WWE.com and live events. And uh, and how much That's, was that again? Uh, Give us a number. One. one 100 and basically 151 million. Not bad. I mean, they do have pretty overpriced merchandise, so it makes sense. I'm sure the production cost for a t shirt is just a few dollars, but yet it costs us an arm and a leg, so yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. and then uh, that's, uh, I'm sorry, that was uh, live ticket sales as well. Okay. into that number. And who knows? Maybe uh, had had some of the attendance not been so low in, uh, in in certain stretches in certain cities, that number may be in the billions. <laughs> in the billions. So, so this gives you hope then, since you're now a majority stockholder. You, uh, you're Min- you're excited minority. for the future. Minority. Yeah, it's, you say that, but I think you're just playing coy. You know, it's like it's like if I won the lottery, I don't know if I would tell many people. Or if I hit a jackpot in Vegas, I wouldn't tell people. You would just say you won a hundred bucks off the scratch off, right? I'd be like, I went home even, because in my mind, I'm worth a million dollars. No, but what I would do, and this, I mean, it would not affect the podcast any. I mean, I would probably just still host this show and still talk all our 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 classless pro wrestling stuff. <laughs> But I would go into work and be the biggest asshole, the biggest dick possible, to see how long it takes for me to get fired. But I wouldn't let anybody know I was I was rich. I would just, you'd be difficult, be like, oh, Mo, I need you to do this. No, I don't think I'm going to do that today. <laughs> oh, you know, that's your job. Is it, though? I think you should do that. And just see how long it takes before they have a talk to me, before they write me up, before they terminate me. 
I think there's an old there, there was an old Dave Chappelle skit where he uh, walks in the Comedy Central's office and kicks over the trash can and tells everybody how rich he is and it reminded me of that segment. I mean, it'd be similar, but again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just, I'd just grow this massive attitude and just <laughs> do what I wanted to do until they said I couldn't do it anymore, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Jokes on you, bitches." <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm assuming you're doing right now. You're being coy about your ownership, your stock ownership. Um, yeah, but 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 I, I'm on to you. It's all right, man. You don't have to admit it. <laughs> I, the, the biggest news uh, just broke uh, yesterday slash today. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is the latest member of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk that six months ago? <laughs> Definitely not six months ago, no. Uh, let's get your thoughts on that. What do you think? Is Jeff Jarrett a Hall of Famer? I would say yes. It's just it's surprising considering all the controversy Jarrett has had between him and the WWE over the years. I mean, not even counting the whole 1999, the way he left, but also when he left in uh, 94 was controversial. The way he left in 95 was controversial. And then when WWE bought WCW, um, you know, there was that whole Vince, you know, firing Jeff Jarrett on screen because of what happened in 99. Then a year later, he starts his own company to compete with Vince McMahon and really was the only company post WCW area that came anywhere close to competing with uh, WWE. So it's just all the controversial things between him and the WWE over the past 20 years makes it surprising because this isn't just him trashing the company like, say, Ultimate Warrior did. I mean, this is him flat out competing with the company over the course of 20 years, whether it be him detracting to the competition at the time or him trying to be the competition. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm not surprised, but because I've seen I've seen crazier things in pro wrestling happen. I mean, Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff uh, get along uh, where, where Bischoff, I, w- I would argue is on the same level as a Jeff Jarrett, just not as a performer, but as a businessman, same spot. And if Vince right. can do business with, with, with Bischoff, then he can do business with Jeff Jarrett. But I've seen, I've seen Bret Hart get over the screw job, uh, after, I mean, everything there, never say never in pro wrestling. So I guess exactly. I'm not surprised by this. The only part that raises an eyebrow is is the timing, just how quickly this seemed to come right. together. Jeff Jarrett telling TMZ that they only asked him in January, so just a couple weeks ago. Right, and then, like, it was just six months ago he was taking his brand and applying it to the competition. Well, uh, to... comp- competition's a, 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 <laughs> is a strong word. Well, uh, the at the time. To, uh, to an alternative promotion. Right, taking his brand that... In hopes of competing. And then the other crazy thing, too, is the whole um, Broken Matt Hardy debacle. I mean, Jeff, uh, supposedly Impact, uh, when he was with Impact, he was the one that was telling uh, the higher-ups Impact Wrestling that, hey, you need to fight to keep this gimmick. You know, keep it under our umbrella. Don't let them take it uh, to WWE. 
and, and that's the moment well, that's, he was that that part is let go. That part's hearsay and rumor, though, not right. the let go, but the the broken part. Because I had read that he was the one that told Anthem just to give it up. See, not yeah. See, I read the exact opposite. That he was the one, and you know, he was at least he was the public figure because he was the one doing the interviews publicly, saying that hey, this is like the music industry. You know, you have the producers, then you have the artists. And then the uh, the producers own the content that the artists well, let's, create. I, I mean, he was at least the public figure at the time, right? And, and let me fighting. L- let me sidetrack us here. Let me let me stop you right there. And, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but let's actually uh, go with what you read, what what you heard about Jeff Jarrett being the one saying, "Let's fight back." I don't take this as Jeff Jarrett is trying to stick it to WWE or was trying to stick it, or even Anthem trying to stick it. I think it was one of those. Hey, you know what? We got to do what's, and I, it's a common expression, best for business. Uh, I think it's just one of those like, hey, you're not going to walk over us. You know, we are a professional company. We've been around 15 years. Uh, we're not just going to hand it over to you all because you're the WWE. And I don't think that's, again, a middle finger to WWE. That's just, we're a business and we're taking a stand. And Jeff Jarrett being the face of the of that company for a while, I, I think that was, if that is the case, that's a smart move for him just to say, hey, you know what? Take us seriously. But it seemed like as soon as he left and then, you know, they disbanded themselves from the Global Force brand, then all of a sudden, you know, the fighting stopped and Matt Hardy got the gimmick back. And, uh, well, uh, TNA, Impact, Anthem, The Owl, whatever, they, they, uh, <laughs> they're they like, you know what, we're, we're glad we gave it back to them because they're still not doing it right. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's it was definitely – so we got Bill Goldberg in the Hall of Fame this year, which, you know, five years ago didn't seem like that was ever going to happen. Jeff Jarrett, which didn't seem like was ever going to happen. And then the Dudley Boys and Ivory, which, okay, seems like it could happen. Yeah, I mean, it's – you know, I, I'm okay with Jeff Jarrett being in the Hall of Fame. I think uh, Balls and I were briefly talking about it last week on the show with the rumors of Jeff Jarrett right. going in. So this was all very kind of a quick turnaround from the rumor start time to actual announcement. Um, but he didn't watch much WCW back in the day, so he only really knew Jeff Jarrett, the mid-carter uh, right. from WWE, not thinking WWE is going to really embrace the TNA stuff. Um, so he didn't realize that Jeff Jarrett was a four-time WCW world champion. Right, because he was brought in pretty much with the main event push. I mean, that was the whole reason he left WWE in 99 is because he wanted the main event push against Austin, and there's a whole bunch of hearsay on why that didn't happen. But regardless, the, the decision was to not make that happen. So when Russo left in 99... He left with Russo knowing the fact that Russo was taking over and Russo was going to put him in that main event spot. Yeah, in those regards, it worked out for Jeff Jarrett. I mean, right. he, uh, the slap nuts gimmick is still, I just, I love that era of Jeff Jarrett. I'm not going to lie. And, and on Raw, when they showed his uh, promo package, they did focus more. I mean, they did show some WCW clips. They showed some uh, 99 era Jeff Jarrett clips, but most of the clips focused on the uh, country singer Mid Carter from the early 90s. 
which I know a lot of people are really kind of focusing on that. Really, really kind of looking at that. I, I don't think of it like WWE. They have their footage. I, I, it's 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 their favorite child. Why wouldn't they? And to me, it makes sense that they would predominantly use their own footage. Uh, I'm I'm not looking into that any more than most people are, or or as much as any most people are. I just I think it's they have their own footage. Why not? Right. Yeah, I know they own the WCW. That's fine, but WWE Hall of Fame. Every once in a while, they try to push that. And you know, and then I'm wondering, like, I wonder who they're going to get the uh, induct them. I mean, Road Dog seem like a uh, one that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, perhaps. Especially it... since they seem to be focusing more on that era of Jeff Jarrett, so why not have the roadie? I mean, it's it's I suppose it's possible. I'm just kind of looking around. I'm sure and they have it, somebody in mind. Uh, and, maybe and it is I'm the sure road his, dog. His, well, I'm his sorry. Speech is going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was that? Uh, and then and then his speech um, should be interesting too, because I wonder where he's going to go since there is all these controversies throughout the years with Jeff Jarrett and WWE. You know, it makes me wonder where he's going to go with the speech if he's going to tap into that if he's going to talk about TNA at all if he's going to did you read the announcement on WWE.com no I just saw the pro I mean I read whatever news was posted on the uh, if you read if you read the the Hall of Fame write up on the W on WWE's website it mentions how you know, in WWE, he did accomplish this, and it, it acknowledged his controversial departures, and it talked about WCW and his success there. And then it said, uh, without Jeff Jarrett working with stars across the world, we wouldn't have been introduced to stars like Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, Samoa <laughs> Joe. So they acknowledge that he helped grow talent, but they do not mention how. Right, they they don't ima- mention the TNA brand at all, which is fine. I mean, why would they? I mean, it's right. if you want to mention it in passing, verbally once, uh, especially on the internet where you know uh, AJ Styles has mentioned TNA on Talking Smack before and whatnot. That's fine, but in written, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, but I think I, I think it's good. It's a nice shocking pick. That really surprised some people. We posted this question. If you were shocked by it uh, on our Facebook page, most people saying, yeah, I didn't see this coming. Uh, so it's, you know, it's good. It's got people talking. It's got people buzzed where nothing against Ivory uh, or the Dudleys, but they're, it's kind of expected. It's kind of hard to have a debate. Are the Dudley boys Hall of Famers? Well, there's no debate there. But at least Jeff Jarrett gets us talking, gets us paying attention, and that's a good thing. Uh, the WWE is reportedly looking to hold an event in uh, Melbourne. Uh, I think it's called the Melbourne's Cricket Grounds. Um, it's an Australian stadium that can hold over 100,000 people. And uh, they're looking to hold an event there in 2018 sometime. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing with this is the in 2018, the big four, one has already passed. The big four pay-per-views have already been booked at other stadiums. So, what event would WWE hold 
at a stadium that holds a hundred thousand plus people uh, to, I guess, to truly capitalize on it. It's it's a tough call. I'm trying to remember. Was it Beast in the East? Where it, and I'm using that as a mentality, not as a necessary right. example, but as a mentality where when they did Japan with Brock Lesnar. With jo- Brock Lesnar and and Japan, I wonder if you're going to do this Melbourne, Australia show with 100,000 people. I wonder if that's where The Rock comes back, or, or or somebody of some stature actually comes back and wrestles. Now I don't know who that is. Stone Cold seems out of the question. CM Punk seems out of the question. <laughs> Edge and Shawn Michaels out of the question. You know, I, right. I, I don't know who that is outside of The Rock, but. You know, maybe maybe you bring Goldberg back for one more match. That's only for the Australia crowd, and you load him up with some of these live on the network at if that four in the morning or whatever. What was it? Two in the morning that that uh, the the Lesnar show that you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, even they've been doing a few of these shows that aren't being broadcast on the WWE network. Makes you wonder maybe if. You have to be there. If you want to see The Rock in action, you need to fly your ass to Australia. An NXT takeover show. 100,000 people. <laughs> I like where your head's at, Greg, but no. <laughs> no. No. Not yet, at least. No, not unless you're bringing back the entire former NXT roster, including <laughs> the game show days. <laughs> Come on, Michael Tarver. No, it's 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 a bold idea. I think it's probably a market that's uh, due to be tapped. A hundred thousand people—it's a lofty goal. Maybe they can make it happen. But I, I think, like you said, it either needs to be a very big pay-per-view. It needs to have some importance, or you need some special attractions there. And that's where the Rock Goldberg or L Dandy comes in. Oh, L Dandy, is he still wrestling? I believe so. Actually, I believe he's still around doing something, breaking hearts. I bet. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe that's uh, that's the show you bring Hogan back at. This is the Melbourne Australia show? You have Hogan come back, and maybe, maybe the NWO comes back for one night only. I mean, there are possibilities, but what what makes a lot of sense? Sting says that he has one more match in him. I don't know if WWE agrees, but <laughs> you know, there. I guess there are options that you could try to pull some fans in. It sucks for the rest of us that can't be there, but I'll be there in spirit. Me and L Dandy will be watching on the network if we can. <laughs> uh, even if it's not on the network, you know somebody will be live streaming it from the upper decks of the the, the worst possible seat. From in, from uh, the Greg the, the Sound Guy seats. <laughs> hey, that was like eighty thousand people there, I think. Uh that was that was uh eighty thousand one hundred three. I d I don't Because we kept saying that we were the three. I remember that part. Right, right. Uh, Monday Night Raw this week uh, uh, had and it had a two-hour-long gauntlet match, which which broke some records for the WWE. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins became the the uh, I guess longest-running Iron Man in a match. Uh, he was in the match for uh, at least an hour and a half, so it pretty much broke any Royal Rumble record for. And a single individual in a single match. Uh, I mean, it was longer than any uh, Bruno San Martino one-hour uh, stretch match. So yeah, I, I mean that was that was historic, and, and 
if nothing else, we put this on our Twitter. We have a, by the time most people hear this, unfortunately, I think the poll will be over, but we had a poll if if you loved it, if you liked it, if you were bored by it, or if you didn't watch Raw. Uh, and, and it seemed to be pretty, either you didn't watch it or you, or, or you loved it. A few people liked it. As we said in the tweet, Raw tried something. WWE tried something with this Raw. So even if you didn't like the Iron Man match, they broke format. And I like that they tried something different. Yeah, uh, I guess the longest... Rey Mysterio held the record previously with the 2006 Royal Rumble match being in the ring for one hour and two minutes and 45 seconds. And and Seth Rollins got to look damn good in this too. It's not like he was there before. I mean, he didn't. He, he came up short. He didn't win the whole match, but he got to beat Roman and he got to beat Cena. That's awesome. Right, and you know the other thing too is uh, you know you, it's two different style matches as well in the sense for the Royal Rumble, you're not always the focus of the match, even if you're the guy wrestling the whole Rumble. At different times to the Rumble, there's a whole bunch of other people in the match where the focus isn't on you for that whole entire hour or however long he was, Rey Mysterio was in the match for versus this type of match where it's still a basically one-on-one competition to where the focus of the match was on Seth Rollins for the entire hour and a half that he was consistently wrestling in that match oh yeah oh yeah i mean it's there, there there's so much positives in this even if you found it to <laughs> to stall if you found it to be dragging at times there's so many positives coming out of this uh for the fact that so many years we just got trained uh to know that a gauntlet match is coming up well somebody who could probably go a half an hour in pay-per-view is losing in four minutes on the show but now because they tried this, next time they say a gauntlet match, we're like, holy crap, maybe these guys could actually, you know, wrestle like they would normally wrestle. I mean, the gauntlet match was always a one or two segment thing. This became a, God, an eight or nine seg? I mean, that's unheard of. And that's, I I wonder if WWE was testing out the idea of an Iron Man match to see if the current crowd, with our short attention spans like that or not, and two, if, if ratings go up or down, how crowd reacts to this gauntlet match. So they try some more different things in the future. Yeah. And, obviously, uh, if this blows up in their face, they probably won't do something like this again for a while. But I think overall, the response has been pretty positive uh, 24 hours after the fact. So, so far, so good. I say WWE, keep trying it, man. Exactly. and I, I think the last gauntlet match... I don't remember what it was, but I think the match literally had probably the same amount of participants, lasted probably uh, 10 minutes. And then the typical format for a gauntlet match is for one guy to kind of outlast everybody. It's to push one guy. He outlasts everybody in a short, you know, beat this guy in two minutes, beat this guy in two minutes. And then the last guy comes in at the end and beats him. Yeah. And yeah, they they totally broke the format for a gauntlet match here. Yeah, and even then when you think the gauntlet match is, is wrapping up, they kept things going with Braun Strowman, you know, giving these hands. So um yeah, I I liked what they did. They they took a chance. WWE got they they left their comfort zone 
for this and, and really relied on some top stars to really wrestle. I mean, Seth Rollins has that has that shaky injury pass now, but he uh, looked phenomenal. Uh, he got some shocking wins. So if Roman does win at WrestleMania, now Seth Rollins can go back and be like, hey, remember the gauntlet match I beat you at? I should be uh, the champion right now. So, I mean, they there's a lot of little smart things that they did uh, right this week. So I, I really do commend WWE for, for attempting this and executing it very well. And the final piece of news that I have coming from the same episode of Monday Night Raw, it appears that the WWE has officially changed Apollo Crews' name to just Apollo. Drop the last name like they do with other wrestlers. Uh, and, it was updated. Why is bio. that, Greg? Uh, and then uh, the uh, actor uh, Terry Crews commented on Twitter saying that he likes and respects Apollo Crews and wishes him well. But the WWE stole his name in the first place. All right. Well, the, the reasoning is the Florida shooter's last name was Cruz, albeit spelled differently. WWE not wanting that potential right. extra attention. That's the rumor. Right. I don't know right. if that's confirmed, but it makes a little bit of sense if that is the case. Uh, and, and even then, WWE has dropped many names in the past. Rusev used to have a name. Cesaro used to have a full name, so on and so forth. Right. So, yeah, it's just Apollo from now on, which I'm okay with. It's, it's fine. I don't know. Uh, although they did just do the whole you can't lose with Cruz or whatever that expression. They just debuted that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so hopefully they didn't have those shirts in production. <laughs> Yeah, if they do, Greg, your stock's going down, buddy. <laughs> I know that's that's. We don't uh, we don't want that lost revenue there. I was I was scrolling while we were talking here. Uh, you know, we like to call it news that Greg forgot, and this isn't news, but this is a rumor uh, that this is the first time I've come across this that the Backlash pay per view, which is the first one after WrestleMania, which uh, as we didn't cover in the news, but I'm glad I brought this up. Uh, WWE doing dual branded pay-per-views after WrestleMania. No more single branded shows. Um, so anyway, the big rumor is that Backlash may host the WWE draft, not the not the superstar shakeup, a draft. Ah, and a pay-per-view may host a draft. So well, that's they've tried different different variations of the draft in the past. So yeah, and the superstar shakeup didn't to me shake up enough so so i'm okay with them trying doing a draft or whatever um if it is on a pay-per-view i think that's a crazy thought uh, it's interesting because on raw it always feels very disjointed and very i don't know unprepared where uh you know they do this and then they have a match that has no consequence whatsoever and then we go back to another draft or trade situation and the the people pretend to act surprised and yeah, it's really bad. So on a pay-per-view, I can't imagine, you know, thankfully we don't have to anymore, separate costs, but paying for that? This is the good old days 20 years ago where you had to pay for that pay-per-view, Greg? <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, but... Uh, I'd, I'd imagine uh, driving to your house, you know, you pay for the pay-per-view, and I, I bring some donuts to help cover the cost. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And really, Greg would be the only one eating the donuts, by the way. Everybody else moved <laughs> off my pizza. But uh, but either way, just crazy thought to, to think about that. But it's interesting. Uh, thoughts on WWE dropping the single-branded pay-per-views? Not dropping them, but just making every show a dual-branded one. And supposedly, it's one pay-per-view a month now. After Mania. 
Uh, It probably goes back to uh, cost cutting, more profitable in the end. But do you do you like it not as not as an investor, not as a stockholder, but as a fan? Do you like it? Um, yeah, I do because I think it makes the pay per views more special. Then, rather than it just being another episode, you know, rather than it just being seeming like a a bonus episode of Raw or a bonus episode of uh, SmackDown. There's there's pluses and minuses to uh, to both of it. We talked about the rumors last week on the low blow again, balls of myself. Uh, I'm still concerned now that it's official. I am concerned that and, and this is the other part. I'm so glad that I accidentally brought up this topic. Um, that each show, even the non-major ones, are all going to be five hours now, four hour pay per views <laughs> and an hour pre-show because, and this is my concern, you have to get all the top stars on every show. Right. So you're talking about, oh, it just feels like another episode of Raw, another episode of Smack. I get it. I, I don't disagree with you. But now Roman Reigns is going to be on every pay-per-view now. And it's like, you know, so Roman's going to have to be on the on the show, and Kevin Owens is going to have to be on every show, and AJ Styles, and those aren't bad names, no, but the bottom of the card may be suffering. Well, let's hope not. But that's that's my concern. Otherwise, uh, I do like the idea of uh, you know, so, so maybe there's some be some blow off matches on Raw. You know, we don't have to have so many repeat matches on Raw or SmackDown because now you could do some feuds and actually resolve them uh, on uh, on the cable shows and then save the bigger matches for the pay per view. But I guess we got a couple months to to wrap our heads around it and get ready for it. That's that's the rest of the news I got. Greg, I toss it over to you for some WrestleMania fun facts. All right, we got WrestleMania 31 this week. What? What? 31, where the plans changed midway through the show. <laughs> I was I was at this WrestleMania, by the way, so uh, I'll give I'll give you my reaction. Was this the one where you got left in super late, or was that the? No, one that was the next year. That was 32. Oh. Which? Oh yeah, 30. I'll have thoughts about that one too. <laughs> Uh, it's fun fact number one. Uh, early plans for Triple H was to wrestle Batista at the show. Oh, darn. That didn't happen. <laughs> oh, see, so heartbroken. See, after Batista quit Evolution and then uh, functionally the WWE on camera in June of 2014, the door was still open for him to return. Uh, by all accounts, you know, Batista was going to go out, do a little bit of the movie thing, and then dip right back in. Um, but uh, uh, apparently he did this movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. And the, to call it a box office smash is just putting it mildly. <laughs> uh, all in all, the movie grossed seven, $770 million worldwide. So suddenly Drax the Destroyer was in high demand. And uh, Batista would later on or soon be cast as um, Mr. Hinks and James Bond Mm -hmm. and have a whole lot of other movie roles coming this way. Kickboxer Vengeance, I think. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, of course, Uh, Guardians 2. I mean, he's still in the Marvel Universe. Guardians 2. Batista's going to help you lose that bet, Greg. Uh, Maybe. How's how's that feel that Batista's on my side for once? I know, that just seems wrong. <laughs> um, but basically, 
he had the same problem that The Rock had, where his movie obligations kind of gotten in the way of his wrestling uh, obligations. So, so that that match between him and Triple H uh, at WrestleMania 31 did not happen. Oh, darn. So, so disappointing there. And even then, though, I mean, we got freaking Sting. That's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I'm right. sure Sting would have wrestled someone else that day, but, I mean, we right, end up right. getting DX versus NWO, which, uh, you know, which, we've had... Which brings us to fun fact number two. Oh, okay. You know? I'm sorry, I don't mean to steal your thunder. Oh, no, that's okay. See, fun fact number two was is even several participants in the Sting versus Triple H match couldn't believe that Sting wasn't the one going over. Yeah, um, I mean, it's that was a shock. That was a bit of a shock, but, you know. Uh, I, Scott Hall claims uh, he turned and looked at Hogan as soon as they both were uh, aware of what the plans would be. And he said that even Hogan was flabbergasted about how the match was going to end. And Hall claimed that most surprisingly, uh, he thought it was surprising that Sting agreed to come in uh, without an assured victory. Now, Hall's thinking was part of Sting's negotiation should have been, uh, you know, to have that victory to, to come in to begin with. The way I looked at it is Sting is old school. Triple H is still wrestling. He's still going to be around on a... At that time, and still to this day, years later, he's still going to be around on a week-to-week, month-to-month, whatever, even day-to-day basis. So I wasn't too shocked that the old-school guy would put over the younger one. <laughs> I mean, Triple H isn't exactly young. He's not. He doesn't right. need the rub, but you know what I'm saying. Right, right, right. And I think Sting, I think that Sting thought he was going to have more matches later on. I don't think he. I don't think anybody was aware because I mean he was going into that feud with Seth Rollins and it seemed very likely that they were gonna put Sting over Seth Rollins before he got injured and essentially ending his in-ring WWE career. Um, you know, I think he thought he had more matches after that. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, with with the the turnbuckle power bomb that he hit his neck wrong and whatnot, it's it's unfortunate that things had to go out that way. That Sting didn't have a bigger run in WWE, but he doesn't seem like he's really too upset by it. I mean, he he seems to 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 be content with with how things went. I don't think Sting ever wanted to come in and take over the product anyway. I think he just wanted to add to it however he could he's a he's a consummate professional that way so i don't you know i i agree with you i believe that he and wwe thought there was going to be more in his run but it it, it happened the way it did um and even then we, we got a very memorable match or at least series of events in that match maybe the match itself wasn't memorable but the fact that the nwo and dx came out and we finally got that clash in more of a classic form even though there's still a little bit of, there's an asterisk next to why would the NWO help Sting? But anyway, um, you right. know, it, it was cool. And, and I went to the show with with my man Billy, and 
I don't think I've ever seen a grown man lose his shit as much as he did that day <laughs> for that moment. So, uh, you know, I got to see a grown man truly mark out as a term that has been tossed around in the internet wrestling community for God knows how many years now. Uh, he marked out. And for no, if for nothing else, that'll be one of my favorite moments in my life, <laughs> watching a grown man act like a four-year-old. And not like throw a temper tantrum, but from excitement. Uh, fun fact number three. Uh, we have The Rock to thank for talking Dana White into letting Ronda Rousey appear at WrestleMania. The Rock can do no wrong. Exactly. I mean, look at his upcoming movies. I mean... You got him jumping off skyscrapers and befriending giant monsters, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, the uh, UFC president, Dana White, has been openly resistant about allowing his fighters to take part in certain uh, endeavors outside of UFC, particularly pro wrestling. Uh, but the great one had a hand in convincing why that this was the right thing to do so we got that little segment with ronda rousey and the rock versus triple h and uh stephanie that we uh thought was going to take place you know we thought that match was going to happen the next year at wrestlemania but it did not because dana white said it was one and done so a couple years later it looks like that might happen now but yeah, I mean, uh, the the Rock was the one to talk Dana White, and the, hey, at least do the one and done. And that's and that's great. It's just realizing, you know, obviously you want to be protective of your talent. You don't want them to uh, to make an ass out of themselves or or take away from your product. But at the same time, the right appearance can add to your product. And the fact that Ronda Rousey's in WWE and then she's gonna go back to UFC after that. I mean, it's, it got people talking, and I, I don't see and, how that was a bad thing for UFC at that point. And that was really, I think, the peak of her popularity too, because she was just coming off. What was it? Fast Seven was the mm -hmm. her and The Rock co-starred in, and that's they were kind of promoting that at the same time. I mean, and she had just did the expend. I mean, she had all these like big, big budget Hollywood movies that she had just co-starred in along with uh, her undefeated streak at the time with the UFC. So, I mean, she really was at the absolute peak of her uh, UFC slash movie uh, popularity at the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's great. And, and The Rock, the, the guy can charm anybody to do anything. <laughs> Who would have guessed that The Rock really, after the Scorpion King and some of those early flops, would really become the the, the biggest name in the world? Really? Wasn't he the, the most profitable actor or something last year or the year before or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Made the most money compared to anybody in Hollywood? Yeah, like the, the, the amount that he gets paid to the amount that is brought in. Yeah, there's like Mark Wahlberg's always on the top of the no-no list, him and Adam Sandler of don't hire these guys because you're not going to make your money back. But The Rock <laughs> is such a profit turner that, I mean, I would book him if I could for our podcast, but I, <laughs> but I can't. Uh, once your stocks turn around, we'll make it happen. I mean, even that, uh, what was it, the Jumanji remake, when people first heard of that, people were like, oh, I don't know about this one. And 
even that still ended up becoming a lot bigger than everybody thought it was going to be. Oh, it, it became a huge, a huge movie for, I believe, Sony. Um, and probably their best movie in years, which is which is great for them. But uh, even I was skeptical about Jumanji at first, and I watched the movie, and I loved it. It's just a fun movie. It's not going to win a bunch of awards, but it's just fun, and there's not enough movies like that out there. Right, and then the, with the skyscraper movie that he's coming out with, people were kind of tearing that one up because of the jump at the end of the trailer. So like, oh, <laughs> that's not physically possible, and it's like, well, what Fast and Furious movie is physically possible? I mean, the, the last one, yeah. the last one had uh, sports cars in Antarctica or something. I mean, uh, I mean, it's a movie. It's yeah, not no, gonna... there's well, you're you're picking rock. You could pick any movie. And, right. and, and really just a nitpick so much of the science, the physics, <laughs> the acting, whatever the case may be. Um, it, so, yeah, I'm not worried about his jump. I, I think it's funny. Like, I have a friend who runs a, a, a movie film website and did a whole chart on the rocks <laughs> jump off of the skyscraper. Right. Compared to other jumps off of other movie skyscrapers. And it was funny. It was lighthearted, tongue-in-cheek. You know, acknowledging it's not possible, but embracing it anyway. Right. Uh, Fun fact numero four. Uh, Bray Wyatt was injured during rehearsals. Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker was one of the marquee matches uh, for this WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, the previous WrestleMania, The Undertaker was the one that looked looked uh, very injured with his uh, match with Brock. This one, The Undertaker was the one that looked positively healthier, uh, considering that Wyatt actually injured his ankle during the rehearsal earlier that day to the point where he actually had to be fitted with a cast, had a cast on his foot until it was time to go out and perform and still had to perform in a great deal amount of pain. And you could tell. I mean, live crowd, we didn't know this. You know, I'm not... Uh, even if I wanted to be on my phone and not just taking pictures, but if I wanted to be on my phone on social, uh, doing all this stuff during WrestleMania, I couldn't because you had a hell of a lot of people all eating up the cell phone signals there. Uh, so it wasn't easy to, uh, to, to be on your phone and, and, and load websites and everything. So we couldn't read all these news and rumors ahead of time or during it. So we're watching it and, and we're a little disappointed by what we're seeing, that that Bray did not look that good. Of course, after the fact, we found out why, but during it, we wondered, how did this go wrong? Right. Fun fact number five, this is probably what this WrestleMania became most infamous for. Uh, the ending of the main event was changed very late in the show. Uh, Seth Rollins cashing in and become a new champion over, over Roman and Brock, who even just Roman acknowledged that the other day. Yeah, see, Seth Rollins was uh, Triple H's plan B in the uh, Evolution Shield feud. He was also the plan B in real life when it came to (laughs) the outcome of WrestleMania 31. It was apparently during the uh, Rock Rousey uh, segment when uh, head road agent Michael Hayes at the time summoned Reigns, Lesnar, Rollins, and Paul Heyman and the referee uh, into a room to tell them that the plan had changed, that they had to put together a new finish that would involve Rollins cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Now, the one person that 
was not filled in and was very visibly not happy about the uh, outcome would have been uh, Roman Reigns' father, who apparently, obviously, would not have known that the change that happened. So he was under the impression that his son was going to uh, win the title. You know, that's that was the plan. That's And, and he was uh, very upset and had to be calmed down, allegedly, by uh, WWE, by staff and, and other family members once he saw the uh, outcome of the match. You know, I want to say, I want to say the original uh, um, head, not head shrinkers, uh, wild Samoans. I don't remember which one. His father's one of the original wild Samoans. Uh, I'm going to call him, uh, uh, was it Afa and Sika? Yeah. So I'm going to call him Aka. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure which one, uh, which one it is. No, no, um, either way. I'd like to think that I wouldn't behave that way if I was in his spot, but I probably would. I'd probably act out of line too, but but you think family, especially with 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 his background, you, I think, you think he would he would have understood. But but it's yeah. family. Family usually is going to win out right. when it comes, and you have a chance to see your son win the main event at WrestleMania. I mean, I can understand some disappointment. Now we well, got, got to see, to see it. it. He got to see it the next year. The ne- well, at the time he didn't know that though. Which, by the way, uh, before we get to our WrestleMania 32 fun facts, whenever the next big show or Triple Threat rolls around, um, Triple H and Roman Reigns, of that really, really long-ass card, still the worst match on that card. (laughs) I'm still going to say it. The main event was the most boring of the night. Yeah, but no, it's uh, WrestleMania 31 had been my first return to a WrestleMania in what eight years or so. Uh, We talked about WrestleMania 23, you and I go into. Yeah, yep. But my first one. Open air stadium, great, uh, you know, great set. Uh, yeah, it's, it was it was a great experience. I, I I will remember the WrestleMania 31 quite fondly for uh, for so many reasons. Um, whereas 32, I don't remember quite so fondly. <laughs> there are a lot more bad experiences, but 31 was so well handled. It was so fun, um, and, and and some good fun facts there. So let's just why don't you just keep finding more fun facts about this one every week. <laughs> So I can keep having euphoric thoughts rather than, I already know I'm going to be pissed off during the next one now. I'm going to be like Roman Reigns' daddy. I'll, I'll try to find some positive ones. For You're going to have week. to restrain me next week. I'll, tr- I'll try to find positive ones for next week. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to. fun facts. No. Uh, here's a positive fun fact. So uh, security didn't let the crowd in <laughs> till this time with the whole two gates they had. That was to keep everybody safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the the good news is nobody tried walking in with a weapon, which is good because the metal detectors, well, let's just say the people weren't really giving a damn. <laughs> the security wasn't really doing their job. They didn't care. Sorry, see, I'm already worked up. I'm already Roman's daddying this situation. <laughs> Your thoughts very much welcome. And on the fun facts or anything we talked about or didn't talk about at Wrestle uh, Wrestling Audio, Again, on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we have a Patreon. Uh, new shirts coming to Amazon here soon. Although, Greg, we may have to adjust yours from what uh, from what you and I were discussing <laughs> offhand. So, so if anybody has ideas for a Greg the Sound Guy-centric shirt, let us know. Apparently, Hawk Hogan may need to be tweaked. <laughs> 
after this segment's over and we go to commercial break, I'm gonna go backstage and I'm gonna RKO every son of a bitch I see! Have an Android device? Yes! 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 Open up Google Play, search for Russing Audio, and download a free app. And hear shows you can't get anywhere else. 